0: minimum balance required.
1: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. And now it's time for a deep south legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan.
2: From 680 The Fan Studios and the Battery Atlantis, the Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Gangs all back together again. We got Road Dog back from Baton Rouge. Made the trip back. Good to have Road Dog back in studio. DT ready to go, our engineer. On this lovely Wednesday. And we're coming in hot today, folks. Coming in hot. We've been doing a lot of that. And I tell you what, it's got me fired up. We got the combine going on right now, NFL combine. Free agency will get underway here soon. NFL draft on the horizon. And our Atlanta Falcons are the number one story in town again today. Searching for a quarterback. The correct quarterback. Got a new coach, a new offensive system. I've been putting in the work after the show ends. Went back home last night, did some film study. And my wife came in and said, what are you doing? Watching a football game? It's basketball season, bucket." And I said, well, honey, I'm doing some film study. And she said, well, why are you doing that?
3: And I said,
2: because I don't want to be lazy. I don't want to be like a lot of these other sports talk, talking heads in town that don't do any research, much less watch the video on what Zach Robinson and Raheem Morris are going to do offensively here in Atlanta. We're going to dive into that little deep dive into the new Falcons offense coming up here in a little bit. And then you want to look and see what they're doing offensively, what they have done offensively, what they're going to do offensively as far as the scheme goes. Very important when you're out there trying to select a quarterback, you got to get a quarterback that's going to fit your system. So, working overtime, trying to get all that figured out. And there's a lot of lying going on right now. That's where we are, as Nick Saban would say, in the process. A lot of lying going on out there. So, we all try to figure out what's going to happen next. All right, let's get to the big take.
1: Fox, big, take. Falcons
2: decision makers are busy vetting the quarterbacks in Indianapolis this week at the Combine. They're probably doing it right now at this very moment. They're probably talking with one of the quarterbacks. No doubt about that, brother. Number one story in town. Question is, and it's a very important question here in Sports Talk Radio what is fact and what is fiction? Because, as I mentioned, there's a lot of lying going on right now. Well, you can count on me to separate the fact from fiction. I'll try to do a little of that right now. Now, one report says the Falcons are focused on moving up into the top three and selecting Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Jaden Daniels. And this is what I'm all for. This is the fourth consecutive year the Atlanta Falcons have had a top-ten pick. And this is the best year out of those four to go get your franchise quarterback. So that's what I want to see the Falcons do. Now, yesterday at the Combine, I found it very interesting where we had some of the Falcons brass. uh, The new head coach, Raheem Morris, the general manager, Terry Fontenot, were both speaking with the media. And Fontenot, he told the media, and, I mean, Orlando Ledbetter was right there uh, listening to all this. Fontenot told the media that the reports about them looking to move up are not accurate. He's lying. They are looking at moving up. They're desperate for a quarterback. Why would you settle if you could move up to the top three and get one of the best? You! liar so let me be real on this it is going to be tough to trade up into that top three that will be tough and it's not because you got to give up a lot of draft capital it's not going to be because you got to you're going to spend more money it has everything to do with this and that is the bears the commanders and the patriots picks one two and three they all are desperate for a quarterback too And that's the bottom line. They're they're desperate for a quarterback just like the Falcons. So it's not going to be easy to get that done. Now, another report was stating the Falcons have talked with the Bears about a trade for Justin Fields. This report is bogus. Now, I don't doubt they checked in just because of curiosity to find out what the Bears were asking for Justin Fields. But I really, I don't believe, I'm 100% in in on this, that this is not an option for the Falcons, Justin Fields, because he didn't fit the new Falcons offense. Why would you make a trade to get a quarterback that does not fit the scheme that you're planning on running? That doesn't make any sense at all. We'll dive a little deeper into this coming up in a few moments as we uh, break down this new Falcons offense. Can't wait to get into this. With you right now, let's see what's popping out there. Let's find out
1: what's popping.
2: All right, here's the latest information regarding Georgia star Brock Bowers, who is at the Combine. There was some talk about Brock not going. Bowers is in Indianapolis, and his plan is to do the interviews, go through the medicals, but not do the workout and not run rounds. So so no on-the-field work for Brock Bowers. Does that surprise you? He's got three years of tape out there, right? The plan for Bowers is to wait until Pro Day in Athens on March the 13th to do any of the the on-the-field drills. He's going to wait until Pro Day to run routes, catch the football, run the 40, do some of these drills they're going to do at the combine. Uh, Right now, Brock is a top-10 rated talent. When you line up all the players at every position, you're going to see most of these... NFL guys are going to have Brock rated in the top 10 of all the players in the draft. So I'm sure he's got his agent and the people close to him saying you can only hurt yourself at the combine by going out and running routes and doing these drills. No reason to do that. You're already a top 10 rated player. He's expected to go, uh, you know, because he's a tight end. Some would devalue the position that he plays. But looks like to me he's going to be he's going to go in the top 15 picks. And that slot would mean Bowers would sign a four year, 18 million dollar guaranteed contract. Good deal if you can get it. And there are a lot of teams needing a quality tight end, including uh, the two teams. One of these two teams, I hope he goes to the Bengals or the Chargers, both with franchise quarterbacks, both in offenses that want to throw the football. And they would feature what Bowers does best, and that is run down the field and catch the football. Also, the Broncos, the, the Chiefs might be a good spot. Kelsey's coming to the end of his career. That'd be a good spot for him. The Colts, the Dolphins. Hey, there's another pass-happy offense in Miami. Saints, good Lord, I hope he doesn't end up with New Orleans. Got the Panthers. I hope he doesn't end up in Charlotte. Titans, Commanders, Jets, Patriots. All those teams looking for a quality tight end. So after doing a little research yesterday... Bowers is there. He'll be interviewing. He'll be getting prodded by the doctors and going through the medicals, but we'll not do any on-the-field workout. Unless he changes his mind, you can always do that.
4: All
2: right, Chris Sale made his debut for the Braves yesterday, and it was very impressive. Let me tell you what's not important. It's not really important that he had two hitless, scoreless innings. Not really important that he struck out four guys. Struck out the side in the second inning. Those things aren't really important. What's important is this, that his fastball was sitting at 94 and 95 miles an hour. That's important. And that is the highest that his fastball has averaged since 2018, which was the last time he was fully healthy. That is important. Fastball topped out at 97 yesterday. And last year, only 3% of his 4 fastballs hit 97-plus on the radar. So that's important there, too. The uh, slider was nasty, filthy. I'm glad I'm not trying to hit that for a living anymore. What's important is Chris Sale coming into the season healthy, had a healthy offseason season This is what Anthopolis was looking at hard when they made the deal to get him in here, when they decided to give him a multi-year contract, healthy for the first time in a number of years. And I loved what he was saying after the workout, after the two-inning appearance, too, was hand me the ball. Hand me the ball, man. I'm a competitor. Whether it's on four days rest or five days rest or whether I'm coming out of the bullpen, the bullpen, hold on here. We want you in the rotation, man. But I love what he's saying. I don't care how you do it or when you do it or where you got me. Just hand me the ball, brother. And i tell you what, the most important thing, and I cut a little uh, video yesterday I put up on X, and that was the ride. I'm doing that occasionally, a couple days a week, the ride. Talking about Chris Sale. What I want to see is Sale healthy. When it comes postseason time, we got him for one reason to help us win in the postseason. So when we face the Phillies and the Braves face the Phillies today with A.J. Chauver on the mound, bring on the weak ass Phillies. But what we want sale for is to be filthy and nasty against the Phillies and the Dodgers come postseason time. Love having him on the team. He brings a mean streak, which I think we've been missing. The last couple of years. All right, coming up, a deep dive into the Falcons' new offensive scheme and what quarterback fits. Now, you're only going to hear this on the Buck Belue Show here on The Fan.
4: Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How?
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
2: Got the Buck show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. Also, get that fan mobile app. You should have gotten it by now. Listen, anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. Get a lot of people in Athens saying, you know, you're sort of uh, the signals in and out in Athens. I say, man, you you don't have the fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. Got folks in Hawaii listening to the show. Got people in Valdosta listening to the show because of that fan mobile app. Let's talk some Falcons football.
1: The dirty birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on The Fan.
2: And so the uh, Falcons brass there yesterday. Raheem Morris uh, talking with the media at the Combine in Indianapolis. Terry Fontenot, meeting with the media up in indianapolis talking about the quarterback search tell you what let's start this segment let's hear from Fontenot talking about this good quarterback class in the draft
5: it's a really good group it's a strong draft overall the quarterback position is strong and you have some different types too and guys that do it different ways but it's a really good group so it's it's very very exciting we're going to be talking to those guys actually over the next couple days
2: yeah and that's what i think you should be doing brother so this idea they're not looking to trade up, I don't believe that. Not for a second. Not for a second. Here's what I know I believe to be true, and that is Raheem Morris, the new head coach, and Zach Robinson, is quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. Uh, Zach Robinson, the offensive coordinator. you got T.J. Yates, the quarterback coach. But Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson will make the, the quarterback decision. They will make the decision on who they will get. And I sort of like that. I don't really trust the front office to make that decision. I mean, nobody knows this offensive scheme. They're going to run better than Raheem Morris and Zach Robinson. So they should have a heavy hand in the decision on who that guy will be. And so I did some uh, research last night sat down for about an hour and a half watching the LA Rams offense doing a deep dive into their scheme because that's what we're going to run here with the Atlanta Falcons with Raheem and Zach uh, Robinson running the show and here's what here's what I was able to determine and that is the Falcons will be in that 11 personnel grouping most of the time the Rams last season ran the 11 personnel grouping over 93% of the time. Now you're thinking, okay, 11 personnel group, what's that? Well, it's a running back, a tight end, and three wide receivers, and your quarterback in the shotgun. Running back, tight end, three receivers. And what Matthew Stafford did in that Rams offense was attack the intermediate part of the field they got the ball down the field and they utilized an assortment of alignments with that 11 personnel grouping you saw the trips you saw the uh, trips wide the trips bunch you saw them stacking uh, twins left twins right You saw a lot of heavy run action passes where Stafford was getting that ball down the field, vertically down the field, deep crossing routes, outside the numbers, attacking down the field with a passing attack. And when you're in that 11 personnel group, you're forcing the defense to cover the field and forcing them to be in that nickel defense the entire time. And so I'm noticing, you know, I heard the locker room show this morning talking about collaboration being a key word you're hearing over and over when Fontenot speaks. It's a collaboration. Collaboration this. Collaboration that. Well, I noticed another term that seems to be coming up a lot. And that is processor. They're searching for a guy, a quarterback, that can process information quickly. Let me tell you that's not justin fields so go ahead and eliminate fields from this idea he's going to be playing for the atlanta falcons fields is a guy that you want to run that stretch run and then bootleg and then he throws to the tight end on the run He's not a guy that's going to be in that 11 personnel group, standing in the shotgun, processing information quickly. He's not that guy. Eliminate this idea that Justin Fields is going to be the Falcons' next quarterback. The new quarterback's going to need to stand back in that pocket and get that ball down the field. He's got to process the terminology, process the pre-snap defense, process the defense Post-snap, ID the matchup advantages, move quickly through his progressions. That is not Justin Fields. And I don't believe it's Russell Wilson either. Falcons searching for a pocket passer with a high football IQ can get the ball downfield vertically, attack the intermediate to deep part of the field. I would say Drake May fits. Michael Penix Jr. fits. Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, they do not. And really disappointed, too, I i heard the locker room talking about bringing Desmond Ritter back. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? They had to be joking around, D.T. Ritter? What? Ritter couldn't play dead in a Western.
1: <laughs> and
2: you want to bring him back? You know, and I flipped it over to the other station, too, and and heard somebody else in this time slot talking about the same thing, and I thought, you couldn't be further from the truth. Ritterback, you got to be kidding me. He's not a processor either. He doesn't fit what the new Falcons are going to do offensively. He's not a fit. Get those ideas out of your mind. I wish I had more time, but that's about it. Can't spend any more time than that. On this new Falcons offense, man. Just want you to know I'm putting in the work behind the scenes. Let's get to a college football nugget.
1: Mmm, tasty. (laughs) Time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Does it seem like we're talking a lot of Alabama football these days? Man, Nick Saban
2: retired. Roll down tide. They brought in DeBoer from Washington to be the new head coach. This is a huge story here in the Deep South, obviously. You got the GOAT retiring. Alabama fans now all over this DeBoer situation. So I think this is one of the top stories as far as content here in the Deep South. And that's what we are. We're the college football voice of the South. It's one of the biggest stories out there right now. Alabama and how they're going to get by without Nick Saban. You know, DeBoer's made some changes now that Saban's gone. And a couple of the changes I wanted to bring up right now, DeBoer actually is spring practice, spring football practice is about to get underway. DeBoer's making some changes. He's going to do some things that Nick Saban did not do. And one of those things is DeBoer is going to allow his assistant coaches to speak with the media. Now, that's great for sports talk radio. Saban didn't want his assistant coaches speaking with the media. He wanted one voice, and that voice was him. DeBoer, he's going to let these guys talk. And I'd say another thing DeBoer is going to do also that Saban would not allow. DeBoer is going to allow the media to actually see some of the sessions during practice. How about that, brother? Saban said, there's no way I'm letting these knuckleheads in here to watch practice because all I can do is get information out there that's going to help the opponent. DeBoer's going a different direction. He's going to allow the media to come out and watch practice, man. Then they can go report on it. Hey, did you see who the backup quarterback was? Oh, my goodness. Up, oh, did you see who was starting a cornerback, that nickel cornerback? Oh, oh. Keep an eye on that. And do you know who was running on the second team and who wasn't at practice? Wonder where he was. Is he going to get suspended? Nick Saban didn't want to have to deal with any of that. DeVore is. Now, I'm not sitting here and, and trying to tell you that DeVore should do exactly what Nick Saban was was doing. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, DeVore's got to be DeVore. But I think these two things will only complicate his first year on the job. It's already going to be tough enough. Sometimes you got to live and learn. DeBoer never dealt with the media scrutiny at Washington that he's going to be dealing with in Tuscaloosa, brother. Good luck with that, DeBoer. Good luck with that. Even Nick Saban's going to be chiming in on these things now. He's a college football analyst on ESPN. And there's your college football nugget today. So D.T., what do you think, man? You good with those changes? I think one of the things to me though, DT, is that a lot of these assistant coaches don't really want to speak with the media. I was honestly, that was my first
1: uh my first reaction is how much do these guys really want to talk to the media unless you have aspirations of, of parlaying your current position into Perhaps a uh, a head coaching position or a.
2: Yeah, and how's that going to go over with the head coach, though? If he sees that you're blatantly just trying to impress the media, you know, just to to get yourself a head coaching job.
1: Uh, Yeah, probably doesn't go over well. Are are you surprised that
2: more assistants don't talk to the media? I just think that most of them uh, don't want to upset the apple cart, so to speak think that is the deal. It's just easier when, yeah, how many, when you don't speak with the media. Often it only positive complicates, thing, yeah. How often oh, do you get a positive reason to talk to the media? Most of the time when we're talking about somebody saying something to the media, it's because they said something stupid or inflammatory or wrong. Yeah, it only complicates your job. It makes it easier when you don't have to speak with the media. 404-231-1680, the number. Always appreciate you calling in the show if you want to be a part of it. Got some uh, big-time content these days out there with the Falcons looking for a quarterback, Braves getting ready for the season, and uh, college football, man. We're, we're going to talk about college football every day, year-round on this show, as long as I'm doing the show. So always welcome your call and your input, and look forward to hearing from you. So, yeah, DeBoer, I think he's – he doesn't realize what he was getting into, is what I think about DeBoer.
1: Feels like it's been quite the uh, quite the whirlwind
2: for him over the last uh, what two months. Man, I'm telling you, I mean, uh, they're uh, they're in the college football playoffs, and next thing you know, Saban's retiring, and they're coming at him, and he makes the jump, and then he's bringing his offensive line and his offensive coordinator with him, and then they bolt and uh, leave on him before they're only on the job like a week before they're they're out of there too. So now he's got to replace come up with a uh, coaching staff that he trusts. He's got all these people <clears throat> on the roster that are hitting the transfer portal. So he's trying to salvage uh, the roster, and then he's out there trying to recruit. He has zero contacts in the state of Alabama or in the Deep South. I mean, he's never coached in the Deep South. So he's trying to meet these, uh, these high school coaches and start to form a relationship with these high school coaches. Uh, there's not enough time in the day to do everything that DeBoer needed to get done. So, yeah, I don't think he knew what he was getting into. Now, turning down that job, I think there were a lot of people that said, I don't want any part of that job, man. You know, to follow along with that idea, you never want to follow the legendary coach because you're never going to stack up. You're always going to look uh, like you're you're not as good as the GOAT. And so a lot of these coaches didn't want any part of it. And DeBoer, I think, uh, just jumped on it, not really understanding completely what this job would entail. So uh, they better have a good season. I was talking about it yesterday. Alabama better get in those playoffs, the expanded playoffs. Or they might chase DeBoer out of, there, out of there after one year on the job. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Let's get to the Bulldog
1: beat. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25, 20, 4 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! This is the Bulldog beat with Buck Balloon. Presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent.
2: All right, the Georgia Bulldogs, they are getting ready for spring football practice, and Kirby has been doing something that Saban did a lot of, and that is replacing quality head coaches that are getting raises and promotions and head coaching opportunities elsewhere. Gone. And so Kirby has been busy trying to plug the gap. Got him a new running back coach, new wide receiver coach. He's got these assistant coaches coming and going these days. And so they are now ready to uh, go to spring football practice. And I tell you, uh, Bulldogs will be coming into the year on uh, most people's preseason rankings. You're going to see Georgia number one, numero uno. Got Carson Beck back. A lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball back. Can have some new faces over there on defense. And one of the areas where I'm a little bit concerned, and I can't wait to spring football practice gets underway, and Kirby has the letterman over there to check things out, because I can't wait to see what's going to happen at the cornerback position. Look, in this day and time in college football, one thing you've got to do defensively is you've got to defend the pass. Everybody's throwing the football around. Everybody seems to have these playmakers out wide at the receiver spot. Everybody seems to have a scheme that allows them to have success Throwing the football. So you got to be able to cover. Gotta be able to cover, especially at the cornerback spot. And you got Kamari Lasseter now at the combine working out, uh looking to be a first round pick in the upcoming NFL draft. So he's gone. Lasseter doing yeoman's work over the last two years at corner, locking down the other team's best receiver. And it's been sort of a revolving door over there at the cornerback spot. They have signed a lot of cornerbacks over the last two, three years. And they've had a lot of cornerbacks exiting through that revolving door. Fortunately, they've had a couple guys change their minds. So looking ahead to spring football practice uh, and looking at cornerback, uh, you got Julian Humphrey that is going to be back in their young corner. They got his feet wet a little bit last year. You got Dylan Everett, another one of these younger cornerbacks that got a little playing time a year ago. And when the number one defense is on the field, you'll probably see those two guys out there in the huddle. Got this number one rated corner in the recruiting class that was just completed, Ellis Robinson who was rated number one nationally, the number one rated cornerback in the previous recruiting class, looking to get some playing time, and he might have to play immediately. So this is the one area of concern. When I look at this Bulldog team, look, quarterback, they're in great shape with Carson Beck. Their their wide receiver core is as loaded as anybody's in the country, which is really refreshing because they've been a little bit thin there over the last couple of years. Running back, no problem there with ETN stepping in. He's going to be a force. And then you got a lot of these young guys that are going to be ready to uh, take some of the load there. Uh, Offensive line looks really solid to me. Uh, Tight end looking awesome and deep, one of the deeper tight end positions in uh, college football. So offensively, they are loaded up and ready to go. Defensively? They got some key guys back. I mean, you got Starks there at safety. He'll be a preseason All-American. You got Munden back at linebacker, one of the best cover linebackers in uh, college football. Uh, You've got some uh, young interior defensive linemen you're going to be counting on, and that is another area I can't wait to check out with Jarrett and Miller and those guys there in the middle of that defense. But uh, I think corner, if, if you ask me, what I'd be concerned about the most, what I was looking forward to see the most, I would say the cornerback position for the upcoming Georgia Bulldog team. Road dog, what about you, man? What concerns you about this Bulldog team coming up?
5: I agree with you on the um, cornerback position. Sorry, I was swallowing a bagel. Um, but, yeah, that... That is um, a little bit of a concern for me, um, and then I honestly it put my put me to ease a little bit of this the turnover and coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, just new guys coming in, uh, taking over for um, Brian and Dell coming in hadn't been there. Quick no. turnaround, isn't it? Yeah, I know. So hopefully, thankfully, they have the spring here to kind of get acclimated.
2: But well, I, I love the-, the coordinators. Bobo does a great job. You know, I'm a big fan of his offensively. I don't think there are many uh, better defensive co- or offensive coordinators out there. So feeling good about that. And then defensive coordinator wise, you got Glenn Schumann, who I'm just feeling is fortunate we still have him on the staff. Uh, he is not rushed off to take one of these head coaching jobs. for So at least the two coordinators, we're in really good. George is in really good shape moving forward.
5: Yeah, so the leadership on both sides of the ball there is is steady, and, and I am confident in both of those guys definitely to get the job done. So you're right there. So maybe that should ease my worries a little bit when it comes to losing Dell and Brian, no doubt. By the
2: way, last night I was seeing the Bulldogs lose another close one there late last night. You did not... I saw you courtside a couple of times, but they didn't give you a lot of, a lot of publicity last night. Sitting there courtside, road dog. Yeah, Do I was
5: ducking it? the camera. I know I was on the side with the bench right there, and and Mike White was in front of me a good bit of the game, uh, blocking our view. But yeah, it was. Um, I don't know. I guess the cameras were just missing me. So, but yeah, it was a so heartbreaker of a loss. Yeah.
2: I uh, mean that's a game you need to win. There's
5: just been so many this season. It's just uh you come back, you tied it, you got the lead in that game, and then in the last seconds you had two shots to get it in the get it in, you didn't. They didn't call the foul because you know, the rumors, the conspiracy theories is the refs don't want to determine the outcome of a game on a foul call. But man, if there's a foul, a foul, you should call end? it. <laughs> yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah, one point loss, man. Wow, seen a lot of that this year. Just go on these spurts where Georgia didn't score for like minutes at a time,
5: and that happened last night. Uh, a couple of spurts like that. Well, they and so did LSU. LSU had a spurt where they uh, they didn't. It seems like we're just that one good player away from really. Well, we being got a couple of five stars coming in in this recruiting class. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. give up on White yet. No, I'm not. I, I like Mike, and I think his plan for this team is is good. And uh, Newell was at the game this past uh, or last Saturday and saw us kind of get beat by Auburn pretty badly. But he was there. They put him up on the big screen, and uh, he got a big round of applause. So hopefully the future is bright with, mo- with what Mike White has planned.
2: By the way, what uh, bagel did you go with today?
5: Did the everything toasted with butter.
2: All right. No cream cheese, huh?
5: No, not the cream cheese. All right. All
2: everything. All right. All right. Coming back on the other side up next, I could not resist. I've got to join in on the fun. And I'll share that with you next. You got the Buck Ballou show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7.
0: $5 minimum balance required.
3: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
2: Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And did you know that starting March 1st, the Caesars Sportsbook app launches in North Carolina. Partners at Harris Cherokee Casino want you to know that starting March 1st and only in North Carolina, you'll be able to bet on your favorite sports.
1: Pay that man his money.
2: With the Caesars Sportsbook app. No need to wait to sign up. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and pre-register so when you cross the state line, into North Carolina. You'll be ready. All right, let's get to the top five.
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, (laughs) one. for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
2: All right, I'm going to join in on the fun, man. I could not resist all this pro wrestling talk. And Road Dog. this is right down your alley, buddy. I know you love it as much as, uh, well, I... You know, as a kid, I really loved it, too. I didn't miss many of these.
5: I saw it on the show sheet, and I've been looking forward to it all-show. Yeah, top five pro wrestlers. The Buck Baloo Show, top five
2: pro wrestlers. Ooh. And we'll start with my favorite. Uh, we'll go with the honorable mention first. I wanted to mention a couple. Uh, my favorite Hispanic wrestler was Ray Mysterio Jr. Loved the little man, how he would come off the ropes, and he would... Get that stranglehold with his ankles, his feet around the neck of the bigger wrestler and then slam him to the ground with that. That's a Hurricane Rana, Buck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this guy was tremendous. Ray Mysterio Jr. Loved him. Uh, Honorable mention. I'm going to go Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, he had that beer can thing down, didn't he? He was mean and tough. And then also my man Bill Goldberg. I heard him talking about Goldberg on the morning show. How about them f- oh, here the locker room today? Great getting to know uh, Goldberg through the years. I believe he's still out in L.A. these days.
5: This is interesting because a lot of people would say Austin is the goat, and you're giving him honorable mentions. So yeah, well this again, top this top five five is, the is going to be, be show good. Show
2: top five. I also really love Booker T. Ooh,
1: know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's non-stop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want. And after we take Black Luger and the Giants, we want the gold sucker.
2: Yeah, Booker T uh, had the charisma, had the build. uh Love Booker T, so he makes honorable mention also. All right, we're going to start with number five. I'm going to go The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. It's going to check in at five. Uh, one of the most entertaining guys ever, and a guy that owned the microphone. You're going to notice a trend here in the Buck Show Top 5 Pro Wrestlers. Got to be able to talk the smack, and the, nobody was doing it better than The Rock. Uh, almost nobody was doing any better than him. So I'm going to come in with The Rock at number five. I'm going to go Ric Flair at four. Woo! Talk about charisma. Ric Flair had it. He still got it, too. I'm going Flair at four. I'm going to go Andre the Giant three. Now, I know he didn't talk smack, and, (laughs) you know, it goes uh, against uh, me putting the priority on the ability to smack talk. He was a movie star, though. But, dude, he was the eighth wonder of the world. I mean, how do you not have Andre the Giant on your top five list? I was just in awe. Anytime he took to the ring. Yeah! And then once I heard about his uh, beer drinking, boy, how could you not be impressed with that? I mean, he could put away the, uh, the beers, too. Andre the Giant checking in at number three, the eighth wonder of the world. I'm going to go Hogan, too. Combination of walking the walk and talking the talk, a five, uh, five-time WWF champ headline in Wrestlemania for so many of the years. I'm going Hulk Hogan, too. And number one. And it's not don't even close. I have to say
1: a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty
2: Rhodes and his family. He wrapped the common man. He was the son of a plumber. He was the American dream. Had that atomic elbow. No one had the charisma and the ability to talk the talk more so than my man, Dusty Rhodes. Checking in at number one. So I got the Rock five, Ric Flair four, Andre the Giant three. I'm going Hulk Hogan two. And my man,
1: Dusty Rhodes, checking in at number one. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, if you're wondering, uh, Mort will be with me on Friday.
2: Mort was traveling today. uh, Making a trip to Birmingham. And do you know Mort's flight got canceled like four or five times? Huh? So had a little trouble getting to Birmingham Uh, So we're going to push back his appearance until Friday. Did you say five times, Buck? Five times his flight got delayed. Godspeed, Mort. So that's the reason Mort wasn't with us today, Wednesday at 1020. Looking forward uh, to Mort being with us on Friday. We'll talk about the Combine and the Falcons quarterback search. Give me more time to study film and bring you what I know. So Justin had, Fields is not an option. you have some good things lined up for tomorrow as well, though, right? Uh, I'm going to be out tomorrow. Oh, okay. I will be out tomorrow. Uh, my teammate, Nate Taylor from Tifton, Georgia, teammate at Georgia, linebacker on our 1980 national championship team, passed over the weekend. Funerals tomorrow in Athens. I wanted to be there. So sorry to hear
5: that. Good for you. I part. will
2: not be in tomorrow, back on Friday. Looking forward to hearing Chipper with Nick and Chris. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Right here on the fan for that.
1: Thank you, bud. This is a 680 the fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune in to 680 AM or 937 FM or download the Fan app.
4: Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
1: The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1, smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen.